Okay. Okay, from the sacred to the profane. I think the other way around, right? <laughs> I don't have my notes, unfortunately. But what I want to talk about is communities. Communities. Like the TV show? Is there a TV show called Communities? This is it. My little brother Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. He loves this TV show called Community. Have you watched it? I think I've seen a few episodes and I, I wasn't a big fan, but my brother has a better sense of humor than me, so it's probably really good. Oh, it's it's a funny show? Yeah. It's okay. kind of like a Parks and Rec, only set in a community college setting. We should have him on the podcast at some point. Aaron, yeah, I know, I know. So one of the one of the sort of the questions about Seek was why do we have to do this in groups? Like, why not just why can't we just yeah yeah uh, sign up online and just watch it for ourselves, and then maybe we'll talk about it afterwards? I mean, that's a good thing. I think a lot of things work like that, but. Like the best, I guess, comparison that I could make or real life example is, um, you know, there's a big difference nowadays between how people watch movies and shows. You know, like I often will hear people say like, oh, where are you in this season of The Office? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you have you seen this movie on Netflix? What episode are you on? You know, Mm -hmm. and they can't really relate to each other Mm. if they're not on the same season. Yeah. What if someone's on season nine, the other one's on season two? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, let me know when, they'll be like, let me know when you get to the episode when the main character does something tragic, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, similarly, it's much like more real when you encounter stuff together. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that's kind of the why behind why we wanted um, people to experience Seek in a group. And I think in the Christian life too, not just for seek, but for anything, the real encounter, it happens and then you process it after. But if you experience it and when you encounter it with somebody, you can do both. You Mm. can experience and encounter God with them or some Holy Spirit moment, some glimpse from heaven, but then, and then afterwards process it together. So that's the idea behind why, why the church really wants people to experience and encounter God together. Yeah. And Jesus did this. Um, he brought 12 disciples together and together they, they were like, wow, this guy's doing things that I had never seen or heard of. Is this true to my experience? They were asking questions during the encounter as well as after. Um, but then after Jesus left them, um, they were able to process, wow, he really died. And then he came back, right? And then 50 days, he showed himself to them. Yeah. And then he ascended into heaven. Mm-hmm. And then they had the experience again. Wow, he's really gone. What did he say to us? What are we supposed to do now? Mm. So I think the, the state of the church now, if we are going to live out the mission of Jesus, we have to do the same thing. He set up 12 disciples. Not that we necessarily need, um, we need to live exactly like them, but just we we do have to, live out the mission of Jesus together. And it's not meant to be on your own. Yeah. No no man is an island, I think, uh, Thomas Merton says. Yeah, it's very true. And uh, at least for me, one of the reasons why I love that and it's so helpful to me, I get into my head a lot when I'm praying. And if I have a really powerful prayer experience, I, I praise God for it. And I might journal about it. 
but then a week, two weeks, three weeks goes by and I kind of forget about it. And I have to continue to convince myself that it actually happened and that it was real. But when you encounter the Lord together with other people, then you have this other element of another person experiencing what you experienced who can then sh- remind you, yes, this actually happened. It was real. What we experienced was real, mm-hmm. which helps for me because I just get into my head. And so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It validates your experience. It, it validates your relationship with God and yeah. gives you hope and confidence that yeah. God is real. Something that I think a lot of people are struggling with Yeah, and have always struggled with. So it's not necessarily new to to our age. Yeah, of course. So one of the things that helps that is community. I mean, it is the thing that helps that. Yeah. And I've uh, done a little bit of reading on sort of how a parish can just structure itself to feed, to feed more people and to feed people better. Hmm. Yeah. And what they call like a healthy church, a healthy church is one in which somebody can come in, feel welcome, and feel cared for. And it, that's particularly hard in parishes that are big. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't say necessarily our parish is the biggest parish in the Archdiocese, but it's big enough where somebody can easily get lost. Somebody can come to Mass, have attended Mass, maybe they have a good experience or bad experience, but the experience would be worse if there was nobody who who they felt cared about them yeah, in the community, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so f- for for a long time, People would determine whether or not they were committed to their parish based upon whether they had a personal relationship with the pastor mm-hmm. or with a priest of the parish. Yeah. Right? Yep. But in a parish of our size, I mean, our, our parish is kind of medium. There's so Imagine all of the people who you don't have a personal relationship with. It's really hard to... You yeah. wouldn't want them to judge our parish based on whether they have a personal experience because they don't, right? Yeah. But yet we do want them to feel committed to this place. Exactly. So instead, the model, the hope, at least as a priest, is that they would experience the care and encouragement and spiritual support from other parishioners. Yes, yes. It can't just be all on the priest. And I don't know if you ever feel like this, but like somebody who will come to you and be like, they'll they'll pour out their problems and they're very valid problems. Yeah. But then you get the sense of like, I need to say the perfect line right now to solve all of your yes. problems. Oh, totally. <clears throat> like as if that one line will make everything better. So they'll be like, come solve my huge problem, Father, that I've had with all of my family for the, my whole life. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, okay, uh, <laughs> I have to say one thing to you right now. Mm. Much better that, they can have that problem. Somebody can walk with them. Uh, they can come to the, their own solution through the community, through a group of people, through friendship. It's at least my conviction that the formation of small groups in a parish is sort of the answer yeah. in our cultural context. Mm-hmm. So there's this book that the Archdiocese has asked all of the priests and parish staff to read called Divine Renovation. This is by a priest. Uh, he's from... Canada, so don't hold them against him. His name is Father James Mallon. He says, caring needs to become the job of all, not just of the pastor. Only then will the church become healthy. Only then will parish priests be freed from an impossible burden and be able to see to see God work. A kind of surrender needs to take place for this to happen. It's, and it's a painful one. So 
what he means by that is just that like people need to sort of take it on their own, not just expect the priest to be the glue of the community. Yeah. Because yeah. what happens when the priest leaves or what happens when the priest gets sick? Exactly. And there's a new family. Yeah. Like, and I would say like our parish is, is pretty good. It's pretty good. But we're, we're not, we don't, we're not like pie in the sky yet, you know? Yeah. And yeah. There's always improvement that can be made. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good so I wish I had my notes, but um, no, that, was great. that was sort of the, the hard. Cool. Yeah. Any shout outs? Shout it out. Shout out to everyone who uh, helped lead a group for Seek. Yeah, we had 18 small group leaders. It's amazing. Uh, so couldn't have happened without them. Yeah. And we're, we're really grateful. So grateful. But yeah, thank you to, to the Trinity. Father, Son, and Spirit. Undivided unity. Holy, Holy God, God. Mighty God. God, God immortal. immortal. Three and one. Be adored. Be adored. Be adored. Yeah. Theodore? No. Alright, slow down. Mary Seat Quarantined is a Mary Seat of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.